1: McDelivery Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 63 caps for Brazil, uh, a serial winner, played for Barcelona. Uh, was incredible at Liverpool so I can understand why he's linked to a lot of football clubs I can understand why a lot of supporters up and down the country are speaking about him Um, I don't think you get a nickname as a magician if you're not a special footballer
3: Welcome to the My Man podcast, it's something for the weekend time. Joining me, Mr Chris Bird, welcome back. Hello, how you doing? Not too bad, I'm still uh, stateside, but we're in the final few days, so I will be back on the same time zone, which will make uh, everything so much more easier. Yes. We wouldn't normally do us something for the weekend uh, for a cup game because uh, you can never be too sure how serious uh, Villa take these cup games and you know you don't want to be talking about uh, hypothetical situations where you're actually playing your full strength team and then you know a, a kind of a B team is fielded so it just makes the whole podcast redundant but uh, because of uh, Coutinho signing uh, on loan and it's Manchester United Old Trafford and you hope Due to uh, Gerard's Liverpool-based uh, hatred of United, he will uh, go for the throat at Old Trafford. Hopefully, he is hoping it's uh, probably worth a uh, worth a mention. I would say so. Uh, I think before we, uh, if if anybody is uh, new to this show, uh, this is something for the weekend. It's just our quick catch-up for the main show. uh, Do uh, listen to the show that came before this uh, on whatever podcast app you are listening to. But uh, without further ado, we like to start the show uh, with a villa minute, just to bring us up to speed uh, in what is going on, uh, all in literally a minute. Uh, We normally have a uh, Sponsored Time uh, Keeper sends us some very good watches. Uh, who Who is it this week? Or you? I think you went out and stole some, didn't you? It's long jeans, je- isn't it, this week? <laughs> long jeans. Long jeans or uh, long
0: jeans. <laughs> 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 However you want to take it. Denim welcome as our timepieces. Bell bottoms. Well. <laughs> are mm. they still in fashion? I was going to say, probably not.
3: Should we? Let's go for it.
0: We should. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Following the festive COVID disruption, postponements and the Boxing Day defeat to Chelsea, Villa started 2022 with a new ground for Villains to travel to as they faced Villa's modern-day bogey team, Brentford. Villa controlled the first half with a further demonstration of slick attacking play under Gerrard capped off with a sublime team move involving Buendia and finished off majestically by Ings to take the lead. The weekly Villa sloppy error undoes the good work as Brentford snatch an equaliser just before half-time. Villa's play lacks the killer instinct again. A horse miscue fails to clear a rare Brentford foray forward and ends in a sloppy goal to put Brentford 2 on ahead. Ings misses a golden chance late on as Trezeguet takes diving desperation to new depths. The full-time whistle brings the first real blemish on Gerard's Villa record. Focus shifts to the January transfer window where clickbait and reality are seemingly indistinguishable. Case in point: Villa signed Philip Coutinho on loan from Barca. Can S. G. get a tune out of his former Liverpool teammates who had the nickname the Magician? Meanwhile, it's big man, back never, as Wesley is shipped out on loan to Internacional in Brazil. Keenan Davis is off to Forest, while Gerard recalls Louis Barry et al, to take a closer look at many of Villa's Youth Cup winners. Next stop, Old Trafford, to rekindle an old FA Cup tradition. Villa v Man United in the FA Cup third round. First obstacle in what is surely Villa's year in the FA Cup.
3: Surely, 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 surely. It's
0: got to be at some point.
3: It's got to be this year, surely. Surely, surely, surely. <laughs> in this sure. year of all years. <laughs> of course, in this year of all years, it surely has to be Villa's year in the FA Cup. I sure hope so. Surely, surely, surely. wonder <laughs> what Phil Shaw thinks. Shit, we should have got him on. <laughs> where do we start? Let's start from, uh, you know, the obvious, uh, we'll talk about, uh, Philippe Coutinho more in the main show, but, uh, in context to, uh, reacting to Stephen Gerrard's press conference where obviously the, uh, the sky sports chap did front up, uh, directly, uh, just basically head on asked him, uh, while Gerard said, uh, he, you know, he's not going to be talking about him here. Uh, luckily, the, I mean, to his credit, uh, the Sky News chat kept pushing the button and uh, got the quotes which Villa could actually use uh, in the, in their yeah, press release the next them. day. Yeah. The, the upshot is uh, he's agreed to spend the rest of the season on a loan at Villa and there's an option to buy. I think Barcelona were after an obligation to buy, but uh, at his current wages, I mean, the wages is what... Uh, Drags us through the mud, and uh, yeah, obviously Barker, Barker are keen to get him off the books because they're uh, pretty much crippled in terms of who they can bring in, and you know they need to offload to uh, complete the deal on Torres. So the devil's in the detail in terms of the finances, uh, but uh, you know just quickly, what can he achieve in in uh, literally the last few months of the season? I think uh, I think he's a big player if. If Philip can beat Manchester United in the FA Cup, then certainly we're into the next round. Uh, there'll be a bit of, you know, the embedding time of a few weeks will hopefully get uh, Coutinho to the point that he's, you know, match day squad at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly you've got a, a potential asset because, you know, the league, were, I don't know, let's say just round it off for 10 points adrift to the European places. I think he's mainly in at, the, at this point in time on that short-term deal just to cover... The way the Villa can rationalise it is, you know, he's covering Bailey, Trezeguet and Trore, the last two who were away on the African Cup of Nations. So it makes perfectly good sense there. And even financially, you can factor it in as well.
0: I think so. I think so. I I think if he's a difference maker, it becomes a really good piece of business.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. Also, it's a, it's a you know in in terms of marketing the brand Aston Villa, it's a uh, it's a it's a good statement of intent because of course Cortinho used to be you know well he was and still is one of the most uh, expensive players in terms of transfer yeah transfer amounts uh, you know when he went to Barca
0: and, and a, tr- a truly you know one point you know a world class player now he's he's probably not hitting those heights currently which is why he's coming to Villa but you know you've got it in him and at 29 he's still you would say in his peak even if it's just he's not necessarily going to consistently deliver but if you can get little sort of spurts of quality from him which I'm
3: sure we will then you've got an asset on your hands yeah and I think the the Ger- I mean the Gerard factor in terms of bringing him to the club is obviously a, a big thing but it, it's no good if he's uh just come in to uh to help Barcelona out and uh be put out to pasture hmm. I think the key Gerard role here is actually motivating him and uh, Cortinho actually wanting to play for Gerard, and that's I think that's the key of the Gerard uh, involvement because you're thinking well you know didn't we just splash 30 million on Buendia so uh, why bring in a lone player who could potentially play in his position and, and stunt Buendia's uh, integration into what you would hope would be the Villa team of the next few years
0: and even a, someone like a Jacob Ramsey, or you know,
3: potentially those yeah. kind
0: of players as well. So he would be coming in with a you know with a plan, or just, you know, well, obviously they'll have a plan. But, you know, I mean, they obviously have a role for him.
3: Yeah. So Gerard will uh, obviously be convinced he can get a, a, a decent tune out of him to uh, kick Villa on, and then you know he'll have to perform. I th-
0: yeah. Same as same as Ross Barkley, really, isn't it?
3: Yeah. To, for Villa to be convinced that they, because they would have to pay, let's say, for the club top level wages.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'd be a highest earner,
3: and to sure. be to be the highest earner, he's he's actually got to be a cut above, uh, you know, your Buendias and people like Watkins as well, yep. because Watkins will will uh, you know start to think, uh, well, hang on a minute, Villa finish mid table, and suddenly they're thinking about giving Coutinho more more wages than him and uh he hasn't actually done you know done anything uh, above and beyond then Watkins will start to think well actually I can get better you know I can get a deal somewhere where I could actually have more ambition mm-hmm. so there's there's a lot of factors but it changes the game it changes the landscape somewhat and it puts the club on the map again you know we, like
0: when we did the Ings deal these sorts of marquee players people sort of take note but ultimately, to, to make a real dent in people's view on you, you have to be doing it on the pitch as well.
3: Yeah, there's two sides, isn't there? There's the marketing of the name Aston Villa, which is all well and good with these signings. But ultimately, if you're not putting a proper team together, then it's all uh, pissing in the wind.
0: You're kind of becoming Everton, aren't you, otherwise? But, but anyway... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually that's a very good with, with James uh, Rodriguez. observation. That's, 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 yeah. that's
0: kind of the, the obvious comparison that you know
3: people who are cynical will make. But it's a it's a fair comment because this is a player that's failed to catch fire in the, you know the last season or two. And what suggests that going to Aston Villa is going to be the magic uh, you know silver bullet to re-trigger him because you know we all saw from afar that Rodriguez I think you know. I think I said on this very show that you expect him to have that kind of first month where uh, he's just brilliant. <laughs> he's great, and then it's like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Creeps into his conscience. And did. <laughs> so there is that danger. Folks. I think you're so right. So you're the, the,
0: the Gerard factor, I think, will help. Hopefully,
3: yeah. No, that's the key. Getting him to a club is uh, doesn't really matter. That's just the marketing side. But in yeah. terms of on the pitch, I think Gerard that is the key, and uh, potentially. Uh, very interesting in terms of mm. where it could take us, but we'll sp- we'll speak more about him on the on the main show once uh, once he's actually turned up. Yeah, and he's got his visa and all that kind of stuff. Gerard, speaking of injuries, uh, obviously uh, Nakamba and Bailey are out. So he said on Bailey, uh, he's working hard, he's progressing well, and he's focused to get the to get back in the best possible way. It was an injury in a similar area to the first one, so we have to be careful. Yeah, it's a bit. I'm, I'm don't not like reoccurring
0: uh, injury players.
3: No, I don't. Especially ones that you've put a massive outlay on.
0: Because those kind of injuries can become chronic.
3: I wonder if he was fit, if we would have gone in as hard for Cortinia. That's kind of. I wonder. Of a Especially if he was
0: firing as well, you know, if he was in form as well. Not only fit, yeah. but firing. Maybe not.
3: Because, as I said earlier on, you know, you can rationalise the cost of him and getting him in just to cover uh, the two mm-hmm. African nations guys and Bailey.
1: And there it is. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Yep. I think uh, Gerard highlighting this game as, you know, when he says a good, positive cup run can breed confidence and belief. I think uh, it could have a... I mean, if you beat Manchester United, I think that is a massive catalyst to reignite the season. It's suddenly you're looking forward. You're not... Because at the moment, I'm starting to think, is this season going to peter out? Are we Have we done too much damage in the first half of it with those 11 losses? I mean, that's more than Newcastle. It's bad, to, actually, to actually have any ambitions this season. And I think it's it'd be a bit similar to that uh, 2015, where our FA Cup run to the final, although ultimately... Uh, we lost to Arsenal in the final. It did energise that final few months in the league. And I think if we weren't in the FA Cup, if we'd gone out limply in the early rounds, I think we'd have probably got relegated because heads would have dropped.
0: Quite possibly, yeah. It was the the, the Sheerwood era, wasn't it? You, you need something that it galvanises you moving forward, doesn't it? Otherwise, you think, even if we were like four or five points better off in the league, you think, right, we're still within touching distance. But now you're sort of looking at it going, we're going to need a pretty big run here to yeah. get us in the mix again. And you just don't know where that's coming from.
3: And I think, you know, you look at uh, the landscape, if you beat Manchester you know, Old Trafford, you've certainly got Coutinho coming in, for, you know, for future league games and yeah. cup games.
0: And, and more players to come back as well.
3: Season looks completely different all of a sudden. Yeah, it does. Agreed.
0: And potentially a good time to play Man U, Although traditionally, if you are Man matter. United and you are and you're struggling for form and you can't buy a win, and there's all sorts of problems off the field, the team you want to play is Villa. Yeah, I but think but that's U generally. Have, but, but man, you don't have the fear factor, especially at home, that they once did. I don't think.
3: Well, that goes out the window once Wolves have beaten you.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, there is that, <laughs> and Villa, and others, of course. But I mean, you know, Man you Have I am sure I read that they've only cons- they've only had one clean sheet at home in all competitions, which is unheard of for a team like them. So who are they missing? Uh... It looks like Maguire won't play. And you, obviously we don't know how, how seriously Ranick's going to take this, but you'd think he knows they ain't going to win the league. So they might take the Cups seriously or Europe. Pogba's still out, Bailey and others are on Af- Africans' nations' duty, but they've still got more than enough firepower going forward to, to cause anyone problems.
3: Yeah, I think Raniak will go strong because his reputation uh, going forward in terms of where he fits into the Manchester mix, I think he'll be eyeing. Uh, it's a bit like you know Mourinho when he was at United. If you if you win the cup, you win a cup, you are you're still in the conversation as a manager of the club, yeah. Because it's there's a, that's like the bottom line of success to them. So uh, I think they'll take anything serious, uh, especially in the era that they're in. I mean, if mm-hmm. they were going for the league, I think uh, if they were top two at the moment, I think uh, they might rest a few here and there. But uh, yeah, I am expecting two reasonably strong teams. I think so. And Villa should go all out, I think. But you've got
0: enough enough time to rest, haven't you? You know, you're playing Monday night, but then you don't play them again until the Saturday night at home anyway. So you've got plenty of turnaround time. There's no reason to not take a full-strength side. And if you want to put a few sort of younger lads on the bench and take them for the experience, so be it. We'd probably have to do that anyway with some of the injuries and problems we've had. And you don't know what our COVID situation is going to be. We're still a few days out from the game, so...
3: Yeah, but as the saying goes, you know, fool me once. Uh, we've been in this position before where mm-hmm. all logic points to, yeah, we should be playing full strength team. And then you look at it and it's you know, you look at that lineup an hour to go and you're like, nah, for fuck's sake. Why did I travel? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. I'll actually be in the air when the game kicks off. So I don't think I, I'll have no access to it. So it's literally landing and finding out the result. You'll oh, be absolutely. there though. I will be there. So good luck. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at the old uh, the stats, well, the historical context of the games, one thing that kind of sprung out to me was, uh, I mean, this is based on the fact that Villa have already won at Old Trafford, is there have been just three occasions of a team winning twice away at Old Trafford in the same season. Chelsea uh, in the 2004-2005 season, Tottenham in 1989-90 season, and then uh, Aston Villa uh, themselves in the 1919 season, Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So when you're thinking about how fucking bad Villa stack up in terms of stats against Manchester United, if we can beat them at Old Trafford in the FA Cup, suddenly you're the huge. only team to do it twice in yeah. the season, in the yeah. history. Well, you're breaking a lot of records there, and we'll mention a couple of others a little bit later in the show. So you're talking about uh, this is getting back... Uh, Into uh, the positive, it's a swing of records from going from the negative, and we've had a few uh, negative records (laughs) broken over the last 10 years, and it's swinging back to where we're actually uh, creating positive memories, shall we say?
0: Yeah, because Man United's home record, especially in the FA Cup, is actually incredible. Yeah. When they've won their last nine home games by an aggregate score of 20 to 2. And they're unbeaten <laughs> in the last 11.
3: Yeah, that's only because they mainly play us. <laughs> yeah, this is, about six, six of those 11 are against Villa. So, yeah. Really, and our, and our
0: recent FA Cup exploits, frankly, since we got to the final, have been pretty atrocious, haven't they? We didn't take it remotely seriously when we were in the championship. I think we've lost her.
3: I mean, all those other previous occasions of uh, third-round games, we've just been leading them into a false sense of security so we can take them this season and break that record to be the only team to uh, have won twice... Twice at Old Trafford.
0: Yeah, we always go and get the records when it matters the most, like ruining trebles (laughs) and stuff. Little, but, you know, spectacular.
3: (laughs) Yeah, when it's a bit more malicious, shall we say. (laughs) As a player, uh, Stephen I mean, this doesn't really equate to anything uh, hard in terms of stats, but uh, Villa boss Stephen Gerrard has faced Manchester United 35 times in all competitions. Won 13, drawn 2, lost 20... It's not, it's not amazing, is it, to be fair? But then again, I mean... Man, if you we were telling, very
0: strong in that era, weren't
3: they? Yeah, if you're telling me you have won 13 games in 35 attempts... Uh, we, we'd take that. <laughs> to an Aston Villa supporter, that, that's like... Build a statue. <laughs> alien alien stats, build a statue, yeah. And in fact, I have to blink and, and read it twice, because that's uh, it's almost like a third. Yeah, it's a third, over a third. Yeah. So that's not bad. Mm. He uh, actually he's only played Chelsea more often than he has played Manchester United so uh, it's in his blood the rivalry right so uh, let's finish off with a key stat well you've got you've got to go back as far as October November 92
0: for the last time we beat Man United in successive games that was obviously under under Big Ron the first year of the Premier League when we beat them in the, the League and the League Cup or Coca-Cola Cup as it would have been then but you have to go back as far as 1930 the last time we won back-to-back games at Old Trafford
3: Ooh, mad. Yeah, that's why we've we we, we we've got to win this game, come on. We've got it. Could go to penalties after they scrapped the yeah. uh, potential replay, which could have put us in a situation where we'd be playing Manchester United three times on the trot yeah. successive games, which is kind of the stuff of nightmares for any Villa fan. Oh God, yeah. But I was I was kind of quite up for that since I'd missed the first uh, first game at Old Trafford in the cup. Uh, right, uh, let's end with the uh, who are we poaching? Uh, if we had to pick one player from Manchester United to improve the first eleven, there's a few contenders here. I mean, the obvious ones, you know, Ronaldo, but not on current form. Well, more, I think Ronaldo with the age thing. It's more, yeah. it's. It's more of a stunt signing for United, and to be fair to him, he's you know they've he's done well because
0: uh, he's popped in big games, hasn't he? For them, to be fair, yeah,
3: he's kind of saved their bacon. I mean, if he hadn't scored some of those goals, they'd be looking really yeah. decidingly average.
0: Mm-hmm. In terms of you know what we actually need to replace at the moment, maybe a Luke Shaw to upgrade on target, but it's not a it's not a sexy move, is it? And then obviously you could you could maybe have De Gea as a bit of cover for Martinez. Maybe take Tom Heaton back. We didn't really want think- him to leave in the first place. I Think they'd probably rather have Tom Heaton back.
3: Yeah, I don't like De Gea. I, I think he doesn't know anything about covering his near post. The amount of times he gets caught out on the near post, mm. people masturbate over his, you know, some of his saves on YouTube or in isolation. But overall, yeah. he, he, you don't feel like Martinez. You feel more comfortable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big um, I'm a big sort of Greenwood fan. He's a bit of a one for the future, but I really like him. I think he's a cracking player. I
3: wouldn't buy take players for the future. I mean, we've got enough for the future, and as we know, sometimes the future doesn't come. Mm. But You've got to go. I think you go for somebody who uh, I would say, I was going to say he's a winner, but actually it uh, didn't kind of turn out right for him uh, last time at Old Trafford <laughs> against Villa. Has <laughs> the ball come down yet? Yeah. But it has in other uh, other circumstances. Um, Bruno Fernandes would probably yeah, uh, be my winner, pick. Either. He's one of those winners at any cost. So he's got a whole uh, array of dark arts. If yeah, he's, he's, got, uh, he's got the
0: full bag of tricks. You'll give him that much.
3: Yeah, from skills to the dark arts. So uh, yeah. I would probably go for him just to sort, would sort out that midfield. Uh, you still need some steel in there alongside him, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you can go far wrong with that.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll concur with that one. He's got that little bit of shithouse and he's, he's, he has got a goal in him.
3: Yeah, I'm just thinking of the lineup Fernandez, Cortinho, Watkins, Buendia, McGinn, Louise, poor, poor old Jacob things. Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> just when he was getting his career on track and had actually convinced us that he has a future. Uh, yeah. They've, they've bolted the door on him.
0: It's a real shame, man, you don't have a world-class central defensive midfielder, to be honest. We'd have one of them in a heartbeat.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's that's who we're just sitting here, wait, every section of who are we poaching from. The first thing you look at is their defensive midfielder.
0: Unfortunately, the only time we didn't do a submit for the weekend was the Chelsea game, and we'd have had Kante in a heartbeat, but never mind. <laughs> or Kovacic, or any number of players, but never mind.
3: All right, so uh, let's end this here. Uh, just a final shout-out to uh, our supporters of this episode, Free Trade. Free Trade is an investment... App where you don't pay any commission, and uh, it's 2022. If one of your resolutions is to sort out your finances, this is a way of uh, addressing long-term wealth. And with Free Trade, you do get uh, a free uh, share to the value of uh, from three pounds to two hundred pounds when you sign up uh, through the Myoman oh Said link. Uh, if you go to Free Trade io slash moms and sign up there. Super swift and easy, I and mean, you can run your portfolio from your phone. As with any investments, uh, your capital is at risk, and uh, your portfolio may go up as well as down. So check out Freetrade.io/slash/moms for f- further details. And also a uh, big shout out, as always, to the My Said patrons. And uh, we have uh, dropped, by the time you listen to this, a uh, first raw reaction to uh, the Philippe Coutinho uh, signing. And there'll be lots more extra shows to come on the uh, Extra Podcast channel. And also you get access to Match Club, which is our, uh, wait well, it's 24-7 uh, inner circle community. It's the pub that never closes. Uh, go to uh, my, the My own Men Said website and click on the Patreon link for more details there and uh, be part of a uh, the revamped uh, Mom's Patreon scene that is about to come in the year 2022. Right, fingers crossed for Monday night. It's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. <laughs>